right, welcome to the Church Planting Podcast. My name is Josh Taransky, and I'm joined by Clint Clifton. On today's podcast, we're going to talk with Noah Olam, who is a church planter, and he's a Sen City missionary in St. Louis. Is that right, Clint? That's right. Good. Yep. Yeah, we love yeah. Noah. Yeah. <laughs> he has. So this, the direction we go with this conversation uh, is based off of my Facebook friendship with Noah. I, I, I've seen him at conferences. Uh, he's a rising star um, in the Southern Baptist. Great guy. Incredible content. Uh, you won't get a more genuine preacher. He, he's just like this refined preacher. But if you're his Facebook friend, you know that one thing he's passionate about is physical exercise. And that's where we go deep on this particular episode. Uh, what, what do you want us to listen to and listen for? What do you want guys to be thinking about, Clint, when we talk about uh, physical, just the physical condition of the planter? Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things to know if you know me and if you're my Facebook friend is that you don't see any posts about exercise from me. <laughs> So I am uh, I have struggled with uh, my weight my whole life. I have never exercised. I grew up in the deep south, so like we're the people who fry Twinkies, you know. I mean, we're, this is <laughs> I mean, I yeah, my my physical health has absolutely not been a priority and the stresses and pressures of church planting kind of exacerbated that. And so I was already like, you know, generally unhealthy in my youth, but then in church planting I just, I just never prioritized that, and and now I'm 40, and it's it's definitely caught up to me. One of the things that's interesting, though, I work I work with Noah pretty regularly, and I've um, seen him, and we were both kind of, you know, like the unhealthy guys um, for a while, and then Noah all of a sudden got right with Jesus and and fixed that part of his <laughs> life, and um, and I remember, you know, I don't know about. I'm sure everybody else who listens to this podcast is a better Christian than me, but, um, but you know, sometimes when that happens, I'm, I'm like on one side, I'm really happy for them, but there's another part of me that's like mad that they were able to do it and I haven't been able to. Uh, so that's kind of how I felt a little bit about Noah when he started getting fit. And, um, uh, you know, but Noah is not one of those annoying guys that rubs it in everybody's face and is always talking to them about, um, he, he does obviously, you know, he clarifies and raises up the importance of um, our physical health, but he he does it in a way that's that's humble and actually makes me want to work on that area of my life. And so, yeah, I really appreciate him. I appreciate his demeanor. You were dead on when you were describing him. I mean, he is a he's a very good preacher, and he's he's a really godly dude. I I mean, in the landscape of church planning and the work I do, you meet all kind of characters and. He's um, he's he's one of the one of the one of the best. Um, so I think you should you know listen. He I know his advice. He's a guy who deeply loves Jesus, loves his church. He planted a church called August Gate, and it's been a really good church. They've multiplied and and um, yeah, I think I think uh, uh, he is a person who we're going to see more of in the future, and uh, both on the internet mm -hmm. and on the stage. And um, he's he's a really sharp mind and a godly godly man. So. Um, think I think this would be a great conversation yeah I, I hopefully it, what comes through is that that sense of humility that that health while it can be beneficial in the planting process it's so easy for it to sound like something where it's like I'm a better Christian if I'm physically healthy and I, and I think we talked I think I brought that up to him and I, I, I felt like he threaded the needle really well yeah um, so okay well yeah. 
Um, this is great. We, we appreciate Noah sitting down with us. Without further ado, here is my interview with Noah Oldham. All right, we're here with Noah Oldham, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the Church Planting Podcast. You, what church are you from? August Gate Church in St. Louis, Missouri, planted in 2009. And what role do you formally hold with NAM? Because you're all over the map at events with NAM and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So my main role with NAM is the Send City Missionary in St. Louis. Okay. And how long have you been a pastor? Uh, I, I started pastoring right out of college. Actually, while I was still in college, I was a youth pastor in a small church in southeastern Illinois, and then I planted August Gate a few years later uh, in 2009. And I assume you're a dad and a husband. I am. I'm a, I'm a husband of one. Heather and I have been married for 14 years, and we have five kids. Okay. Okay. Well, man, thanks for giving us some time. Um, I've seen you at different events. You love preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I are Facebook friends from afar. We don't know each other that well. But I know from following you on Facebook, one of the things that you care about deeply is uh, physical health. Yeah. And um, we talked a little bit before we pushed the record button. Um, but your care about physical health and um, pastor's health um, is rooted in your own personal story. Do you yes. mind sharing that? Yeah, I'd love to. So two years ago, coming home from the Southern Baptist Convention in 2017, I found myself the heaviest I'd ever been. I had at one point been a college athlete, um, decent shape. And then through years, you know, over a decade of, of pastoring, uh, youth pastoring, then church planting, I found myself sick and hurt and completely out of shape on cholesterol medication that doctors say I'd be on the rest of my life, hereditary high cholesterol, and then lifestyle added to that. And that summer, as I was coaching my son's baseball team, I realized I had a huge issue when I couldn't even run down to first base to show the kids how to round the base because I was so injured from um, just being out of shape and, and physical injury that came on because of that. And so I knew something had to change. Something had to happen in my life. So I went to my wife and said, I'm desperate. And we began to pray about it. And then that summer, I saw somebody with a T-shirt on Facebook that said PastorFit.com. And I took it as an open sign from the Lord to go check it out, and I did. It's a ministry uh, from a guy named Greg Orham in South Carolina. He started it to really walk alongside pastors in a similar journey as himself who needed to get healthy because he had a heart condition, got healthy, and said, I'm going to give myself and my time to training other pastors toward health. Mm-hmm. And over the course of nine months, Greg trained me. Uh, we had weekly coaching calls, gave me a nutrition template. He gave me a training plan for a month at a time and I told him man I'm a really good Pharisee so you give me rules I'll follow them and then the course of following this really easy lifestyle change not a fad diet not a fad workout this thing I could build into and I could could adopt as a lifestyle course of nine months I lost uh, over 60 pounds and um, I'm now and have been for the last year the healthiest and the fittest I've been in my entire adult life wow that's amazing so church planters are listening to this. They're either right now tempted to turn it off yeah, or they're like, this is exactly what I need. The guy who wants to turn it off is the guy who oh, a lot of them, they're just, uh, this is such an overwhelming topic. Yeah. Um, and it's a source of shame and um, frustration and just lingering. Like, mm-hmm. man, if you're overweight or you're just struggling with your health, it's just an, that's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, but you... Um, after two years, you're in this place of being incredibly healthy. 
and you not only yourself are healthy, but you're helping other guys also yeah. be healthy. So what does that look like? Yeah, so as that journey continued for me, um, I wanted to get as many guys as I knew connected to Greg. So only about four and a half months into it, I said, can we put together a group coaching of planters in St. Louis, these guys that are in my network, have seen, because everywhere I'd go, people are saying, what are you doing? Hmm. Everything's changing. You look different. Your clothes don't fit anymore, and you look like you're getting in shape. And I said, let me introduce you to my friend Greg. And so I started a group of planters, 11 guys in St. Louis, and all of them saw amazing results. Um, a couple guys got off of diabetes medication. Another guy who had crippling anxiety was freed from that, and he saw the connection between health and all of those psychological issues he was struggling with. And Greg said, Noah, you've got a knack for this. He saw me in the group coaching, and he said, you should get certified. And so uh, over a year ago, I went through the certification process to become a personal trainer so that I could, you know, with a little you know, credential next to my name, be able to walk alongside mm -hmm. pastors specifically uh, to get healthy. And so guys that are listening that say they want to turn it off or they're saying, hey, this is exactly what I need. You're right. It is exactly what you need. And there is a lot of guilt and fear and shame connected to it. I mean, part of my story was um, no one knew this, but what I told people for years is I didn't like swimming. I didn't know how to swim or I was mm -hmm. afraid of water. But my issue was I, did, I was afraid to take my shirt off in public. And it, it just crippled me. It kept me um, away from social situations. I found myself becoming a wallflower when for years I would take Myers-Briggs inventories and I was always an extrovert. Mm. I began to become an introvert. Mm. I, I wanted to be away from people. And that just wasn't me, but I was hiding underneath the weight. that The physical weight was creating a spiritual and emotional weight. And so as I became certified, I began trying to find those guys. And it's, it's a no-pressure thing. I have guys that call me all the time and most guys who call me, they end up in tears at some point in the conversation because things get real mm. and they find a guy who can understand where they're at mm. and wants to do whatever it takes to help them get to where God wants to take them. Mm. Man, why? what do you think is the reason why uh, guys tr plant a church and gain 30 pounds? Oh, man. Well, there's a couple reasons. Um, number one is church planting is so stressful. It yeah. is incredibly stressful. Um, it is not like any other ministry. And I know that everybody feels that way. We all have hard context. But church planting is because often it's somebody only with the passion to make disciples that has to step into a situation where they can no longer be a specialist on staff at a church. They're a generalist. But not only that, they have to start stuff from scratch. Mm. Even pastors in small churches or bivocational pastors, they don't often have to start it from scratch. You don't have to have entrepreneurial gifts. You have systems that you step into that are already existing. Church planners have to do that. They find themselves out of uh, their depth when it comes to their talent or their ability, but they have the call and they want to honor the Lord. And what, you know, good or bad, well, it's bad, but all the other vices we can't run to. You can't run to alcohol. Right. You can't run to sexual sin. You can't run to blowing off steam in all these unhealthy ways. And so what we've done is we have literally churched up food mm. and laziness and, and, hanging out on the couch, I found myself, and this isn't for everybody else, I found myself at the end of a week on a Sunday after planting my church, preaching three times on a Sunday, eating an entire frozen pizza, telling myself in my mind, and sometimes even out loud, I earned this. Mm. But I did very little physical activity all week long. I was actually bringing in more energy than my body was expending physically, emotionally. I was, it w I was all in knots. But so I was just packing on the calories feeling like I was hungry, I really wasn't. I was tired and I was worn out and I needed to rest and I needed to hydrate and I needed to exercise. But I filled all those emotional holes 
with food. Mm. And I think so many planters do that. So it's stress, the cortisol that's released through that, the lack of exercise, the eating for comfort to the eating for stress, all that together. And man, you, you p- before you know it, you turn around, you've packed on 30, 40 pounds, and you're frustrated, and you're tired, and you're overweight, and you feel like you can't do anything about it. Mm, man. And, and you talked about how the, the feeling that uh, you get to that point, you feel ashamed, you feel yeah. embarrassed, it's tough. But what, what other kind of symptoms do you experience as you're overweight? What are diabetes we've yeah, got? Yeah, so a number of guys, as, as the years tick on, it's harder and harder to lose weight. We find out as the years of, of overeating processed carbohydrates and too much sugar, it begins to affect your body. So when you're young, you think, no big deal. But all of a sudden, your body doesn't process insulin like it's supposed to, mm. and you develop diabetes. Diabetes leads to heart disease. High cholesterol adds to heart disease on the other side of this. Um, not only that, but guys start developing anxiety issues and depression, and they feel like it's not connected to health and exercise, but it is. It's so connected. If your body doesn't have the proper micronutrients that you get from fruits and vegetables and organic foods, all of a sudden your body starts to break down and not process function uh, and function properly. Your brain needs to have a certain number of macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates that are good sources uh, to, to function properly. Mm. And so guys, they start living on adrenaline. And mm. I've known an, a lot of big-name pastors who've come out years after planting a successful church that I was living on adrenaline. I crashed, mm. and I burned out. And so I tell my guys in St. Louis and any planters that are in my circles, man, we, we have so much to accomplish together, but we can only accomplish it if we're still here to do it, if you don't burn out or flame out. And so what guys do is they get healthy, uh, unhealthy, and they either get unhealthy spiritually, yeah. and they end up burning out by um, you know overworking or falling into some some um, sin that's going to cause them to become disqualified or they flame out in another way. Mm. And I want to help guys not do that by saying, think about yourself holistically. How are you pursuing health in all areas of life? So this seems like something that um, is pretty woven into a conviction that you have. Yeah. How do you communicate this um, in a balanced way without condemning or being legalistic, but really conveying how yeah. how valuable is it? What I try to do uh, is I share things on social media about what God's doing, and I try to always, I try to always give God the credit because it is it's mm-hmm. grace. It is not I worked harder to do better. God found me when I was in a pit, and He took my feet out of the miry clay and set me on a solid rock, and He continues to do that. I'm not some um, above average athlete. I'm not a professional crossfitter. I'm a planter and a pastor like everybody else that has little limited amount of time. My kids and my wife need me. And so all it's by grace. And the second part is it's all by example. So I go to church planting events and, you know, the kind of the stereotypes you're going to go and you're going to get Chick-fil-A. Well, I always bring my lunch to those things Mm. and I try not to brag about it. I don't make a scene about it. I just go in the corner and I eat my Caesar salad and I eat my chicken breast and I eat my apple. And guys usually come over and rib me a little bit about it, but they see me setting that example and they say, well, I can do this. And if they ever bring up a question about it, I never try to to fire back with, hey, man, you could do this if you would only get it together. It's never that. Yeah. It's if you ever want to talk about the changes that God's brought in my life, I'd love to sit down with you. And guys generally do that. Mm. And so I think we've got to take the sarcasm out of it. i got to take the ribbing out of it and try not to take any credit because, honestly, mm. there's very little credit um, due to me in this. Man, that's so good. Um, so just for yourself personally what does it look like on a weekly basis to for you to be healthy like what um 
what type of exercising are you doing? Yeah. Uh, well, number one, I would say the foundation is nutrition. Mm-hmm. Guys often say, I can't do an entire lifestyle change. Um, if you try to work out only, you're not going to get very far. Nutrition is the basis. So I would tell a guy, get a healthy lifestyle of nutrition. Don't go after all the fad diets that are out there. Keto is good for some people, but it's not sustainable for most people. Um, the Whole30 is great for a month, but what's your plan after that? And so what I sit down with guys and I set them a macro-based diet and say, begin to follow the nutrition plan because if you feel better, you will want to work out more. Mm. And so the, for me, the three principles are you work out so that you can move better, so that you can feel better, and finally, so you can look better. Mm. And so get all the vain stuff out of the way. But I start with a guy here. I say, what's your why? What is your why? Why do you want to do this? And guys usually talk about their wife or their kids or their ministry. Okay, that's your calling. Now begin to follow this plan of nutrition, and then we add in training. I, I sit down with guys, and I'll talk about now what they have access to, how much time do they have. Most pastors, they got 30 minutes every day that they can devote to this, and it's at their house. Mm. So we say we can start with body weight. We can start with band workouts. But the best way for, to do this is if a guy can rotate through resistance training, and high-intensity interval training every other day, five to six days a week. If he can do that for a half an hour, these short things, he will lose weight because mm-hmm. that's all I did for the first year of, of my, my journey through this. Resistance training, high-intensity interval training, getting your heart rate elevated and brought down again and again and again for 30 minutes, and then the next day, just some bands or some body weight or some, some light weights mm-hmm. because what we want to do is want to turn a guy's body into a calorie-burning machine. Man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So uh, how if people want to follow up with you on that, uh, what do they do? Yeah, so a couple of ways. If you guys just want to connect with me, it's just emailing me, noldham at nam.net, just to have the conversation. If they want to connect with Pastor Fit, this ministry that I've been able to serve with, with Greg Orham, that's uh, pastorfit.com. There's an intake form, and Greg would love to serve those guys. I would love to come alongside and help serve those guys in that way as well. Um, I know a lot of time guys... D- they, they get fearful of stepping into a situation like that because there's often a financial commitment involved. Um, I tell you this, I made the commitment up front to get a coach for my health. And he came back to me and said, hey, bad news is none of the other pastors who signed up for this group paid and followed through. So I can either give you your money back or we can do one-on-one for a shorter period of time. I made the, 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 the decision that changed my life forever that day. I said, I don't want my money back. It's already mm-hmm. invested. So I would tell every pastor, every planter, you need to invest in this. Mm-hmm. You're going to make excuses that, that you don't have enough money or it needs to go other places. We all do that. Um, just like I say, we're all busy. We do what we want. We all have resources. We put them towards the things that we value. Your church plant, I believe, probably has enough money to help you get healthy over the course of six months to a year. Mm-hmm. If they make that commitment, they'll have you for the next decade. If they don't, they may not have you for the next year. Mm-hmm. I've watched a tremendous amount of guys in my 10 years of church planting burn out, flame out, fail out because their health was an issue. So I would encourage guys to do that. Make that commitment and um, say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever it takes to do that because all of a sudden your, your medication goes down, mm-hmm. your, your visits to the hospital go down in the ER. You will pay, pay dividends in that in the future. That's what I wanted to ask you next was what are some of those dividends? So we obviously losing weight, yeah. which is huge. But then as your body uh, is at a more healthy weight, it has all these crazy spin-off effects. So you're talking about getting off of medication. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes that's like a diabetes medication. Yeah. 
Um, but I've heard guys say that, uh, well, it affects their uh, mental health yeah. too. Yeah. So I have a planter in St. Louis, uh, one of my great friends who, who would wake up every day with debilitating anxiety. I had no idea how bad it was. He didn't share that with anybody, but he was just tied up in knots. And as he began to get healthy, eating better and exercising, and he didn't get crazy with it. He just pursued a really simple plan. His anxiety's gone away. Mm. He's very rarely anxious, and it's never nearly as difficult as it was in the past. And he attributes it all to health, to all to fitness and mm. pursuing healthy diet and exercise. Um, you know, every pound that you take off, every, every pound that you drop, you take off four pounds of pressure off your knees. Mm. I watch guys, as we get older, it's harder to get up out of a chair. It's harder to move around, all those aches and pains. 80% of men, 28 to 48, have a lower back injury. And that's only because their core has not been strengthened. And so they develop this back injury. Well, simple things of just movement help to strengthen that. And so you won't have back injuries. You won't, you won't start tearing ACLs and having uh, major things like that. Um, and studies show that most medications for diabetes and cholesterol, they have a better chance of hurting you than they do helping you. Yeah. I was told that with my cholesterol medication, I had a 10% chance to get diabetes and only about an 8% chance to not get heart disease, uh, which mm. they were trying to save me from. So I'm like, I'm going to get di diabetes, and then I'm going to get heart disease from that. Yeah. And so I decided it's my goal, and I went to my doctor, and he said, you'll probably be on this the rest of your life. And I said, can I get off of it? He said, maybe, if you work really, really hard. And I said, well, I'm going to work hard enough. And it only took about seven months. Mm. And I've been off of it. I keep the bottle, the half-empty bottle, in my desk drawer. And every couple of weeks, I get it out and shake it just to remind myself I'm never going back. Mm. And, and with the Lord's help, I can do what's set before me. Well, one of the things we were talking about um, before we came on was um, motivation. Mm -hmm. And I was sharing with you my own personal motivation is, is – in the past, it's been backpacking, mm -hmm. and then more recently, um, signing up for triathlon. And you were saying that you sign up for CrossFit events. Yeah. And um, I know for me, that's that's been almost the single greatest motivation, has yeah. been the event, putting my name on an event that's coming up where I know I have to at least be at this level yeah. physically. Um, what other things have you seen along those lines? And I've seen pastors do this a number of different ways. I had a pastor I've been training say, I want to go do um, a hike of the Grand Canyon. Mm. But right now, it almost killed me. And so I said, I'll help you get there. We yeah. will train you for that. Um, another guy wanted to be able to run a 10K. I said, okay, we'll train you for that. We'll get you to a place where you can do that. Drop your weight, up your time uh, with running. Another guy said, my daughter's getting married, and I want to be able to fit in a suit and feel comfortable. Mm. We can do that. Another guy said, I want to, I bought all these new suit coats and I want to be able to stay a similar size, but instead of it being in my lower half of my chest, I want to be at the upper half of yeah, my, my chest. Totally. And so we've been able to do that. I actually saw him this week and he said, ah, I have to get new suit coats anyway. I've lost so much weight mm. and gotten so, uh, such a different shape in my upper body. I have to get new ones anyway. And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. He said, no, it's been worth it. That's great. In fact, his wife came up to me and she said, I want to let you know my husband looks and feels so good and I have you to thank. And mm. I said, no, you have him to thank. He worked really hard. And she said, no, you believed in him and you worked with him. And man, that was life changing for me mm. because in this whole process um, at the Send Network of Brotherhood, that's what this is about. I want to walk into the kingdom with these guys. I'm young now. I'm only about to turn 37, but I know over the next decades, I'm going to watch brothers who I've planted with and I've labored with. They're going to have health issues and, and many of them are going to begin dying young. I don't want to see that. 
Mm-hmm. I want to walk into the kingdom with them while we still love our wives. They're still serving Jesus, and we're still um, living uh, the healthiest life possible until the Lord says it's time to come home. And so brotherhood for me is more than just we're planting churches together. It's that we are living this life together, and no matter how you're hurting, I want to come alongside and help you no longer hurt in that way. Mm-hmm. Man, that's beautiful. To me, church planting has been the most difficult thing that I've undertaken. I love it, but it's definitely the most challenging. And it just seems like training and being healthy and eating healthy and working on my physical condition directly um, has implications on my ability to do what God's called me to do, to church plant. Um, Have you seen that that, um, just this whole arena has it, it, it's just beneficial to the church planter and it's necessary oh man in so many ways so i had probably the hardest year of my ministry last year mm. and, and without joking in all seriousness and soberness i've said to my wife and i've said to my leaders and i've said to many in my church if it hadn't been for god getting me healthy i probably would have died of a heart attack last mm. year and I, I don't say that joking knowing that some have um I really believed it. I was under such stress, and there's decisions that I had to make and things we had to do, and I felt the stress. But instead of running to food, or running to, uh, you know, other maybe unhealthy areas of relief, um, I ran to the weight room. I ran to my garage, Mm -hmm. and I would work out, and I would eat healthy. I wouldn't run to to comfort food. I would run to healthy food, and the Lord used all of that to preserve me and get me on the other side of that very difficult year. And now we're seeing just great, great strides, and God Mm -hmm. helped us turn a corner and in many, uh, many different areas. But, you know, one of the things I've seen the most is I want to influence people. I planted a church to reach the lost. I planted a church to grow the church, to make disciples. It's the whole vision we all do this for. And wherever we go, people are going to follow us. Mm-hmm. If we have unhealthy patterns and we justify them, people are going to have unhealthy patterns and justify them. If we pursue things by God's grace and give Him glory, we pursue health, we're going to see it in our church. I've had so many people in my church... Um, that on their own hard work. I mean, they, they deserve the credit. They've worked hard, but it can be traced back to conversations of, hey, I saw you doing this. I saw you up in front every week and see you were making changes and you were trusting the Lord. We decided to get rid of the excuses and do the same thing. Wow. And so being able to influence people toward that and to make the connections toward spiritual health has been amazing. Um, you know, there's that, but there's also this the, the unique way that health brings people together. God has always desired for health to be a community thing, but so many of us make it a private thing because of shame and guilt and fear. But when you make health a community, and your church can be bound together in all kinds of tighter knit ways. And I think that's one of the things we're learning from the CrossFit community. People love CrossFit and they they make fun of it and call it a cult because the community is so strong. Mm -hmm. But I think the church has much to learn from that of let's pursue this together. And we have so many discipleship principles that come out of that. But man, I think that that planters will see their longevity, their energy. Um, I someday, I sometimes have long days, but I'm able to endure those long days. I sometimes have uh, long seasons, and I'm able to get through those a lot better. Um, I feel like getting up and getting after the day. Yeah. And I know a lot of my brothers, uh, they dread that sometimes. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Well, Noah, thanks for giving us a bit of your time here. I know we're in the middle of the SBC convention, and, and you're here for that so we really appreciate it just really quickly um uh what's god doing in st louis 
God's doing a lot of things in St. Louis. We've seen a number of waves of church planting over the last 15 years or so. A wave 15 years ago, mm. a wave 10 years ago when I planted, another wave about four or five years ago. And right now we're seeing this this new wave where these plants that planted five years ago are saying, we're ready to plant. We, we're ready to raise up guys. And so this pipeline that NAM has put, put out and put in our hands, it's the tool that guys needed to say, I'm only three to five years, and we would have all these excuses why we can't develop guys. We're mm. not ready. The pipeline helps us to say, we're going to train guys until we are ready. And so by the time we are ready, we're going to have dudes in the pipeline and teams ready to go. And we see that across St. Louis. Um, we see God um, opening doors for a lot of the racial divide that has existed in St. Louis for so long and so many other places, but has blown up in the last um, half a decade in St. Louis. We're seeing, I believe what God is doing is raising up a number of those leaders who are going to lead out in that in this next season. Mm. So God's up to that as well. Um, I, I think our reputation is we have some of the best brotherhood around in North America. I'd put us up against any other city. Guys love each other, are journeying with each other, want the best for one another, believe the best about one another, and realize if we're going to plant these churches that we need to plant, we've got to do it together. So God's doing that right now. So we're praying for another wave. We're praying for another wave of church planters. And so if guys are listening to this and want to come be a part of a brotherhood and they're afraid of planting alone, hey, with the North American Mission Board, with the Send Network, you will never plant alone. But especially in St. Louis, you'll mm. never plant alone. Yeah, that's great. All right, man. Thank you again for your time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, podcaster. Thanks for listening to the Church Planting Podcast. Hopefully it's been useful and helpful to you in your ministry. And if it has, we'd like you to do two things for us. First, we'd like you to subscribe. If you subscribe right there in your podcast application for the Church Planting Podcast, then every time a new episode is posted on midday on Wednesdays, that will show up in your in your podcast feed and you won't have to search for us every time you want to listen. So that's the first thing you can do. The second thing you can do is simply click that share button in your application and uh, post about the Church Planting Podcast, either your favorite episode or the podcast as a whole on your favorite social media platform. That would be a huge help to us and it would help other folks who are out there trying to start new churches glean from the wisdom of those who are featured on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Church Planting Podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode.